Well, hello there. Good morning. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box, the virtual rec room. I am the host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pike. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we've got two very special guests on with us, Ryan Permisson and George Bueller. And we are going to be talking about who or what are the mighty Orbots and a recap with DBRT and ICCC. And we're going to do that right now. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, you can't be that original. Hey there, friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Surreal Box. This episode is brought to you by Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee. And our theme song is performed by The Murdering Crows. Get their record for Bad Crows at Amazon, Google, Apple Music, wherever you buy music. And of course, while you're on the interwebs searching for cool product, pick up my new book, One Night at the Roxy, Volume 2 of Tales of the Decoverse, and while you're there, get the League of Impossibilists comic and Nightrike, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get books. And we want to thank our super fans, Sharice Collins, Sidney Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Maginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash, and your name can be in lights too at buymeacoffee.com slash pod. Well, welcome to the Virtual Rec Room, everybody. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And please welcome into the Rec Room my co-host, my broadcast partner of over 10 years. She is an actress, model, photographer, the incomparable D. Frickin' Barty. I love that introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, Dee, you and I are going to be talking, uh, we're going to be doing a recap of ICCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCCC
Good Thank morning, you very much sir. for having me. That was a great introduction. I like that. Yeah. And the whole ICCCCC thing, no one's going to remember that starting in like 5.6 seconds. But you know what? doesn't matter. I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's, you know, being kind of the new kid here, part of the back of the Zero Box crew with the comic books, the new class with my sister, Crayley, which has been fantastic so far. So, yeah, this is going to be a blast, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have you here this morning, Ryan. And uh, also... Meet the newest member of the Back of the Serial Box family. He had his debut show on our network, the Fanatic Forum. He is the Fanatic, hailing from parts unknown, weighing in at 205 pounds. It's George <laughs> Bueller. 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 <laughs> it's George Bueller. <laughs> 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 thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank oh you. Thank you. Please, no clap, just throw money. Just throw oh. money. That's awesome. Well, everybody, welcome to the rec room. And um, for those of you who are are or are not watching, normally we have comments by now, but uh, we don't have any comments. We do have a chat that you guys can uh, contribute. You can post in the chat, become a part of the show. Um, so... Uh, Mr. Permission, you must not be sharing this episode. We got to get this shared out. So everybody jump on Facebook real quick and, and share it out while we're online. Uh, make sure your volume is turned down so that we don't hear it on the show. And we'll get some folks watching. This is unusual. Normally we have 10 or 15 comments by now. What? I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what? I, I, think, I think we used up all of our... Um, all of our audience equity with with your debut show last night, George. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna blame you. Oh, you know. Well, I am wearing the Weird Al shirt, so maybe a jinx us, you know, somewhere. So you know. So has that movie come out yet? Not yet. the The trailer just came out, um, and it's like a little teaser, like a little minute long teaser. I need to watch that because I'm not I, I'm not sure I'm sold on. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe being Weird Al. I have a th I have a great theory because the trailer is highly misleading to the truth. Okay. I have a feeling this will be the most greatly misunderstood movie in cinema history because the majority of people are not going to be Weird Al fans and they're not going to get the joke that this is a parody of biopics about rock stars. It's a parody about a parody artist. That's because funny. because Radcliffe, though he has like he's got the wig, he's got the glasses, he's got the mustache, he's got the look, he doesn't sound like Weird Al. There's several times where he appears shirtless. That never happened. Uh, also, he's ripped like a superhero. <laughs> okay, yeah. oh, well, that's yeah. this that's all very very interesting. That's just just that's just a taste. I, I analyze this trailer like the Zapruder film, just looking for stuff. Like, uh, I, so I'm looking very forward to this movie. I'm going to, I have a feeling being a devotee of the man, this is going to be great, but it's going to be greatly misunderstood as well. Well, that's, that's spectacular. So for those of you who are just tuning in, wondering what in the world is going on, we are back in the cereal box. We're called back in the cereal box because 
Um, I am of a generation, and I think, George, you're right here with me, where we did not have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday <laughs> mornings while we were watching, sitting down with cartoons and comic books and kaiju and kung fu movies. We were reading the back of the cereal box. And um, so I have to ask the very first question this morning, what's in the bowl? <laughs> And George, you brought your Golden Grams, the retro recipe. Good choice. It is a good choice. I've got my uh, chocolate caramel Captain Crunch. And George, mm. does Golden Grams have anything interesting on the back? Oh. Yeah. Remember the 80s. Oh. Be that was so, because, so you know, because if you're going to remember, you know, Golden Grams had you know, an original recipe before it was destroyed by hmm. corporate shilling, uh, <laughs> then, then, then you will remember such things as uh, videotapes, uh, mm. guitar, um, break dancing. Though I, break I don't remember. Dancing. I, I don't quite remember that move. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Headbanging to, to your favorite to Electro Boogaloo. Now, now I, I do remember like this right here, you know, head to toe spandex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. DBRT, did you wear any head to toe spandex? Well, let's see. I was born in the 80s, so no. Yeah. You're not allowed <laughs> to talk anymore. Um, DBRT, what's in your bowl? What do you got? So I got to tell you this. So you left this here last yes, week. Yes, I did. Did you do it on purpose? No. I, I left it for Ivy. Ooh, that's okay. good. I, I, Ivy was supposed to keep it. So she didn't, and I found it. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. So I reached in there, and I tried it. And I don't usually like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but I love Golden Grabs. And this is like a mix in between. And, oh, my gosh, they were so good. And my kids devoured them. Like, they were like... Can I have all like the younger three totally devoured them? And I'm like, okay. And I can't find them anywhere. There's no store around here that sells them. Yeah, it's very difficult to find. Um, hmm. it, it took like six to eight months for Tennessee to get them once they were released to retail. And uh, I've only found them in one one place, and that's um, uh, Food Lion. Oh. Hmm. Well, I don't have a food lion near me. So yeah. next oh. week when I come see you, you have to have a couple of boxes for me. Okay. <laughs> I will take care of that. Thank today. you. Also. <laughs> I'll say, uh, I, have, I, I live in Kentucky and I've had no trouble finding it at uh, my local Kroger. So I mean, I can like, you know, ship you guys some boxes or something like that. You're so kind. So generous, this new kid is. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's yes, only he been is. here five minutes. It's amazing. Mr. Permission, what do you what's in your bowl? Yeah, so I don't have the actual cereal box in front of me, but I do have the mascot to this thing because I've been eating it for the last several years, including before lockdown started. He's my good friend. His name is Buzz. Not Buzz Lightyear, but yeah, there he is. Oh honey nut Cheerios. Be happy. Be healthy. So, yeah, <laughs> I had a uh, bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios earlier this morning. I'm going to have two more when this show's done, pal, because I'm going to be happy, be healthy. So, yeah, Buzz says hi. Yeah, he's doing quite well in this itty-bitty little box. 
And uh, yeah, Honey Nut Cheerios, which is part of a complete breakfast. So if you haven't had that in a while, treat yourself. Get a box from your local grocery store, won't you? Epic. Well, Ryan, since you're in the spotlight, tell our audience. I I gave you a big wrestling style promo, but tell your tell our audience who you are, what you do, and uh, what your geek pop culture passion is in 30 seconds or less. Go. Russia, right? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. My name is Ryan. I'm the host of And I Quote on Saturdays at 12 p.m. EST, where I interview content creators of all shapes and sizes that join us from many and all corners of the nerd universe because nerds rule. And another show I do is once a month. It's with Crayley Vanest of Phoenix Sisters Cosplay. It's called Comic Books The New Class, where we introduce new comic book readers to comics and give them tips and tricks and recommendations on certain titles for certain properties and certain characters that they want to learn more about them. Hashtag always support your friends. And my fandom slash nerdom is pre- a, a lot of things. You know, I, uh, I speak Marvel. Uh, I speak a lot of DC. Uh, I speak movie quotes quite fluently, I might add. And, um, yeah, I started reading comics five years ago, so I'm still a bit of a novice. So be nice. Be nice to me. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I collect a whole bunch of stuff. I collect VHS tapes. I collect Blu-rays. I collect Diva Does. Uh, I collect posters. I collect artwork. I mean, yeah, I'm a nerd, pretty much. Yeah, I speak nerdum quite fluently. So yeah, that's pretty much the abridged version of my e-true Hollywood story, and uh, I'm going to be sticking to that story. So thanks for having me, folks. Uh, it's very, very uh, exciting to be here. Fantastic, George. As you are eating your retro uh, Golden Grams, tell our audience in 30 seconds who you are, what you do, what your geek pop culture passion is. Uh, well, I'm George Bueller, a.k.a. The Fanatic. Uh, I've been broadcasting for nearly five, six years now uh, in various forms, but now I'm on my own. Love doing that. Uh, my main passion has been for the last 43 years is comic books, 100 uh, percent. I'm mainly a Marvelite, uh, but I do DC and a lot of the indies. Um, also a big movie fan, big TV, wrestling, video games. I'm a, I'm the all-around geek. I celebrate geek culture, even if I'm not into it. You know, whatever you love, uh, that's what I'm about. So, but yeah, I'm hardcore into comic books. That's my main thing. I just love celebrating it, uh, spreading it to new readers, and just get everybody into the magic. That's fantastic, and we're glad you're here with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, newest member of the. Uh, Serial Box Network with his show, Fanatic Forum, on Friday nights at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And um, Debarty, for people who are new to the show, who are you? What do you do? And what is your pop culture passion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I hate it when you do this. Here. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, well, I am an actress, a photographer, and I don't know, like, I like friends. You're like pop culture passion. Like, I don't know. That's about it. I think you keep bringing stuff up to me. So, so for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to introduce myself real quick. I'm John Pica. Avengers comic books and Star Wars movies made me who I am today. That's really all you need to know about me. But over the weekend, D. Barty and I went to the I Triple C Con, and um, you know it's mostly a Star Wars con. 
which to me is oxygen, right? And <laughs> D is not a Star Wars fan. She's not, look. I'm gonna tell, no, I'm going to tell a little secret. On Nobody asked you, Ryan. We, we, we still love you, but mm. we still kind of like you, but we, I don't I, I don't think I can love you right now. This is hard <laughs> well, to digest. so D, why why are you not a Star Wars fan? You can be honest. We we had this conversation at ICCC. No? I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't that's, understand that's it. I mean, I mean, I don't, I can't remember the characters' names and I get really confused. Yoda. Look, Ryan. It doesn't ring a bell. One of the most iconic characters in fictional Look, history. Look, Ryan. No, nobody asked you to make fun of me, okay? I mean, well, I don't mean that now, you. Listen, no, I was picked on just... at school for other reasons. Now it's my turn to be the bully here. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. I don't want to bully you. <laughs> but, but, D, it's not no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm a pacifist. I'm sorry. But, D, it's not just Star Wars that you're not into. She's not a comic book fan. You're not a sci-fi uh, comic book movie fan. Um, she that. she's into other forms of pop culture, mm. and we had this conversation because at I Triple C, it's Star Wars fans and comic book fans everywhere, and they're all yeah. doing the very elaborate cosplay, um, very uh, very cool now, stuff. Look, I I do watch Mandalorian, and I'm this I'm I kind of understand it, kind of, but it's only like. 30 to 45 minute episodes and I can sure. really like focus on it. And I, I kind of under, for the most part, I understand it. You're, Don't you're ask a bite too... size fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you it's like, like a snack in... pack fan, so, not like a giant, all you can right. eat buffet type fan. Mm-hmm. So because I watched Mandalorian, when we went to I triple C, I saw some really awesome cosplay and I did kind of go, whoa, that's so cool, and I I did kind of nerd out a little bit because it was it was so lifelike, and it's it was really awesome to see something on screen that somebody brought to life that wasn't the actual actor. So I don't know. Well, I, I can kind of get your point, D, because you know my wife she's got a little bit of her own nerd culture that she brought to the table, like. The main one of them, I always tell her one of the main reasons we got married was that she knew Tron. Not only did she, well, she, she, she know the movie, she enjoyed the movie, and she grew up with it. I'm like, I've never met a woman who knows is, will you marry me tomorrow? Um, <laughs> but like, you know, she's not into Lord of the Rings. Uh, I had to kind of train her on horror movies, kind of get her accustomed to those, accustomed to gore and stuff like that. And I would kind of have to explain how they did things to kind of get the horror out of there. And like, okay, you know, take the anxiety out of it. Uh, she is a deep MCU fan. I got her hardcore into those. Uh, I think she's seen Black Panther and Shang-Chi more than I have. <laughs> uh, and the craziest thing, the thing I absolutely love is I grew up loving Mad Max. Thought Fury Road was an amazing film. She's seen that movie more than I have. I mean, she's embraced that film more. I mean, it's like I grew up loving Mad Max and the whole. I got the video game. I got the comics. I'm I'm all over the place. And like, and here you are watching Fury Road on an average Tuesday, and I feel like I'm missing (laughs) out somewhere. Like I'm I'm not representing properly here. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. 
That's amazing. Yeah. I, that's amazing. There are some of us out there who are still looking for our nerd queen. So if we find ours, hey, bless our hearts, man. I haven't that's found fantastic. her yet, so I don't know. Well, here, here's what happened. So, Well, wait a minute. Before you start, let me just okay. say, there's a lot of pressure at these cons. Mm-hmm. Yes. To know everything. Every little minute detail. And people like you, Ryan, Sorry. who want to nitpick at me. Well, not knowing anything, it does not make it very easy to go to these cons. And I just have to keep it within myself and be like, hey, I'm sorry. I I don't know, but I'm trying to learn. Help me learn. It It doesn't go over well sometimes and sometimes it does. (laughs) All you got to do is learn the ways of the forest and come with come with us to Dagobah. That's all. Well, so we had this conversation because because we, we, you know, D and I went off to the side and cause she was a little bit out of her element mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she said, you know, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know this stuff. I don't feel like I can have conversations mm-hmm. with these people. And I was like, no, no, no. That's what makes this great is that you don't know. And you can ask the questions that will fuel their fandom. And because that, that's all they want to do is talk about the stuff that they love and uh, if if you admit that you're not an expert and ask the questions, they'll accept you and they'll share everything you want to know. It's over. Fa- yeah. yeah. Well, and, and fandom yeah, gets really yeah. upset. Fandom gets really upset when their newbies act like experts. Mm. You know, we don't mind newbies not knowing anything. You know, if someone says, hey, you know what? I'm not a Moon Knight fan. I've never heard of the character Moon Knight, so I'm confused about this. And and we'll say, okay, well, here's where that comes from. It comes from this issue of the Jeff Lemire run from you know 2016. If you if you want to get into that, you know, go check that out. And and we can we can, but it's someone who says. Oh, Moon Knight is just trash because I don't understand it um, because I've never been in this fandom before. And, you know, or or they say, hey, I'm I'm totally into Moon Knight. It's the greatest thing ever. And they, they spout off this stuff that is completely off base. That's when we as fans go, get out of our rec room. But, um, you know. We we just we love new new people, and so I told D D it's okay not to know, it's yeah. okay not totally. to know this stuff, and and immediately she goes out and interviews an actor who was on the Daredevil Netflix show, and he excoriated her, just <laughs> completely humiliated her on camera, and I was like, thanks, dude, thanks for. Thanks for being such a welcoming, shining example of geekdom. Um, yeah, we're you not ruined everything name. that John just made me feel comfortable about. <laughs> but then, after that happened, we met Adam. Oh, and, Adam! And and Adam, you can see the recap of the whole weekend on our YouTube channel. We've got a, a an ICCC I triple C recap. Yeah. On, on our YouTube channel, and uh, you'll see an interview with Adam, who Adam came to this con thinking, okay, I've seen Star Wars. I know Star Wars is the thing, but I think maybe oh, Star Wars thing. is a little bit overrated. 
That was his attitude. Wow. And mm. but but D, he came away from the weekend with a whole look. He admitted on air, on a live podcast, that he did not know that there was an actor inside R two D two. He well, he didn't know. For initially, he didn't know that. Anthony Daniels was actually inside the suit for C-3PO. <laughs> Never tell until me this the odds. Weekend. <laughs> until this weekend. And then he uh, he found out that Kenny Baker was actually the operator of R2-D2. And he was blown away. He's like, what? There was someone in that? Mm-hmm. And and he said it with his Jamaican accent. And it was just, it was, it was precious. And, and it was, <laughs> it was fun to see this light bulb moment. For a new fan, I, I, I don't want to ruin his, you know, breaking the fourth wall there. But does he know that Wookies and Ewoks don't exist either? That's just a really tall dude in that suit. Yeah, and and those are also like really short people in those Ewok suits. Just, just. Oh, but Warwick by the way, Davis, you know, Warwick Davis among them. Yeah. But but Yoda is a puppet. Yes. Well, even though, except, even though he's, except yeah. for one scene, in mm-hmm. one scene in Empire Strikes Back, you see him in the distance walking across the, uh, and that's uh, what's his name, um, the guy from Willy Wonka, uh, Deep. Uh, what's oh. his first name? You know who I'm talking about, little dude <laughs> from India. You know. Who oh, um, is it Felix? Uh, yeah, I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. He's got like a weird, like Deep Roy. Yeah, Deep Roy. Oh, Deep, Deep Roy, Roy. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I never knew that was him. Oh. Yep. Yep. That's Come on. Him. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, this is a good right. time to uh, turn to some comments. We've got some comments. Yeah, yeah. And they're coming in fast and furious. Andrew Milden says, Good morning, Drew Crew. No, this is the cereal boxers. Yeah, I was going to say. Drew this Crew is, Drew is your show. show. <laughs> and Drew randomly shouts out, ECW, ECW. We haven't even mentioned that yet. <laughs> and uh, hey, Charm that's my good friend Gata. Hello, Gata. Gata, how do you pronounce her last name? Right? I'm not even going to try. But you know what? The bottom line is, follow her on Instagram at charm.celebration. She makes custom gift baskets. That's fantastic. And she says, for all this kinds, is amazing. by the way, Johnny, for all kinds of occasions. Okay. Well, so if we you want a Captain America themed basket, she can make it. If you want something that's Star Wars themed to introduce Deep RT to the greatest, one of the greatest fandoms of all time known as Star Wars, she can do it. Well, my wife's birthday is coming up in November, and she is a huge Twilight fan. She, she is a Twi mom. There you go. All Follow right. her on Instagram at charm.celebrations. Hi, Gata. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, she well, makes incredible, good-looking gift baskets. Well, Gata says, this is amazing. Ryan, thank you for sharing. Thank you, you for are being so with us, welcome, Gata. Gata. And she says, we are taking the kids today to Free Comic Book Day. Yes, today is Free Comic Book Day. There's an acronym we actually can remember. All right. Um, Lovely, (laughs) lovely, lovely. George knows what I'm talking about. He knows what's what's going down. Andrew Milden says, this is what happens when the rabbit or Ryan has the gun. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know what that means either. I'm I'm not a violent person. I'm just a nice guy. Andrew says, uh, yeah, George, I want that cup wink, wink. so much. Yeah. It's a good looking cup. It's amazing. Cup. 
Thank you. It, it is. Like it's spectacular, even. You know what, George? It's real and it's spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a minute, can we just say that for me, look, I loved the 60s, Spider, the filmation Spider Man. I loved Spider Man and his amazing friends. Oh, However, yeah. the most recent spectacular Spider Man, I think, is the finest Spider Man cartoon series ever made. Really? really? Spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, well, it was great. Man, I agree. Great. Okay, I'll check and, one out. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll need to do a review because it was a Saturday morning cartoon among the last on Ooh. Kids WB. Uh, okay. Andrew Milden says John did that for me. What he's talking about is introducing him to you know ancillary material and mm. sending him down some rabbit holes in geekdom. And uh, Gata says, that's so true. Transparency is key. Talking about just admitting that, you know, sometimes you don't know something. And yeah. see, I thought Ivy Roman was a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Turns out she wasn't, but I could never tell it. She, mm-hmm. she just dove in there and had a great time. And I think the lesson for everyone, and D, I think you experienced this, was it's not about the content. It's about the company that you keep. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, and we <laughs> ended up having a lot of fun. Yeah. And Ivy is logging in on the Back of the Cereal Box Network channel, says Ivy loves Vampire Diaries. Hey, I watched that show for a couple of years. Her and I totally bonded over that. And as soon as they have another convention, she's coming back and we're going. That's awesome. <laughs> And you're going to be drug along with us, John. And okay. you're going to be there going, oh, no, you well, do anything. And we're going to be like, no, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not true. Now, I did not watch the Vampire Diaries, but I did watch um, the originals. Mm. And I did watch, I've started on Descendants. You mean um, Legacies? Legacies, Legacies. Descendants yeah. is the Disney Yeah, show. wrong wrong studio there, pal. But, but uh, I because I love vampires. I'm not, well, I'm not. A- did Boy, that doesn't sound books? creepy at all. Because I read the books. Ooh. Oh, so DBRT has one up on me because I've she only is seen a the super television fan. series, not the book. I haven't read the books. The books, they, uh, the TV show totally veered way far away from the books, which was kind of annoying. But That's the TV show's job. Yeah. Well, I mean, just completely different story. Ended different. Like, it was not cool. But anyway. <laughs> now, <laughs> you got George... Upset. Ivy Roman says Ivy wants that Spider-Man cup too. I I think I think everybody uh, wants that cup. This is a, this is getting a lot of love. Amazon. Yeah, Gata hey. says my son is big on Spider-Man. There you so go. Nothing mine. wrong with that, Gata. Nothing wrong with Spider-Man. That at all. And Gata says her gift baskets come with colored shrink wrap. That's very true. And uh, uh, being a, a a vampire fan, so am I. Says Gata. My goodness. We're going to do a vampire show, John. Yeah, maybe Gata should come on here. Maybe she should be your special guest, Debarty. We we might need to talk about that. So Ivy says it's about the hard work and the art, talking about conventions and events. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Yeah, so uh, everybody go check out our recap of ICCC. CCCC. Boom. Um, (laughs) Now, guys... <laughs> when, when we were kids, when we were kids, by the way, chocolate caramel Captain Crunch 
is chocolatey delicious. My kids begged me to buy that this week. Really? This is one of the most amazing cereals. I did not. Listen, I, I'm just going to say Quaker Oats, who makes Captain Crunch, they make oh, yes. Twist, they make Oatmeal Squares, and a couple of mm-hmm. others. Their product is such high quality. Really? The, it's so delicious. It it. I don't know that it's healthy, but I mean, <laughs> none of this is healthy. <laughs> it's only 150 calories per one cup serving. So you know, who eats a cup of cereal? Well, I know. That's, seriously, that's, who does that? Like that's an question. actual cup. I do. I do. Who does this, this is a yeah, cup. but you're weird. I, I you measure know it out. For once in my life, I'm going to agree with D. Barty on this. That is weird. <laughs> well, after Why we enjoy the cereal. After we enjoy the cereal on Saturday mornings, we reach into the cereal box and pull out the prize inside. Or in this case, for this show, it's called New Loot. And let's see what we got. Yes, I do have some new loot for this week. The box. What's in the box? That did not come out of the box. <laughs> Absolutely sure not. That is yeah. not yeah. Yeah, physically sure possible. Well, I'm I'm the impossibleist, Ryan. That is he's true. a magician. So, so you know, it's he made magic, it folks. Yeah. So this is what is that? This is awesome. Is okay. that a box within a box within a box like Inception? Kind of. Ooh. Kind of. So there's stuff inside here that I got to get out first. Good. So, Inception's a good movie, by the way. So yes, you guys, may, I will agree. You guys may or may not know that uh, we uh, at Back of the Cereal Box, one of the things we love to do at conventions is yes. Hot Wheel races, oh, and really? I I sometimes take Hot Wheel track. I have about a hundred feet of Hot Wheels tracks, and we we set up you know the ramp and we race them, and we we donate money to charity like you can sponsor a car and whatnot. Well. Blake Wilson, who was with us on Saturday at ICCC, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of part of the back-of-the-scenes crew for Back of the Cereal Box. He's the most generous person I've ever met. He, he loves precious. He loves giving gifts. He came with a backpack full of snacks, uh, you know, uh, 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 Scooby snacks, Dunkaroos, and uh, fun-sized mini boxes of cereal to give out. And followed the girls around and made sure that they were safe and well fed. But because <laughs> that's he, important to me. <laughs> yeah, is, he brought it? this to me, and here's what this is. This is oh my goodness, a Hot ah, Wheels racetrack cool. that oh my folds goodness. out. So you set it down, and and he, you know it's got the uh, it's got the uh, thing right here. You put the car, yes. and then there. Well, I just lost it. But um, there are these flags that come down. And so when you race them, they hit the flags and the flags will pop up. And so you know who won, right? So, oh, yeah. Here, I'm just going to do this. So the car goes here. Mm -hmm. This could be really dangerous. It's going into the laptop. Um, And you put the cars on and. And and so that that popped up, showing me that number three was the winner. And I'm all tangled in the cords here. 
That's cool. <laughs> so, sounds like a lot of fun. It is. And 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 that car just went the the Gotham police car just went in the bowl of the cereal milk. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> man. Okay. Now the car out, folks. Now there's a dunkaroo for you. Yes, <laughs> it is, George. Don't you mean it's dunkaroos? So so we've got this that can be the tabletop racing rig. Let's so we do don't it. have to set up a hundred feet of track and it just all folds up in on itself, just like this that's cool. with a handy really carrying case, and the cars go inside. So that's super awesome. Let's play that next week. That'd be fun. Well, we can do that. And and he also bought me a pack of cars with it, including a Harley Quinn mm. Hot Wheel. So now I can race as Harley Quinn. Um, let's see what else we got. A Batmobile by Batman. Absolutely. Um, the Gotham police car that just went in the drink, and the, a Joker mobile. It's a Joker El Camino. Ooh. <laughs> okay, okay. Which I think is probably apropos for the Joker to have an El Camino. He would drive a hatch, yeah, with you know, with, you know a half and half like that. Yeah. Now, so Blake also went to Ollie's which is a magical place. If you don't have an Ollie's near you, you've got to find one. And he got me some add-on accessories. Uh, a jump ramp, a loop-de-loop, oh and uh, what else is this? This is another, this is a, a, a ramp to into the bucket. So when you're racing them, they land in the bucket, and you just put the lid back in the bucket, and on you go. Wow, so well, now we know. Where up. does he get those wonderful toys? We know where he gets them. <laughs> Ollie's. That's right. Good stuff, cheap. That's Isn't that right, Johnny? Good That's stuff, right. cheap. That is hey, right. look, the fur baby's on George's camera. Look at that. Oh, look at that fur baby. Rare. Yeah, I this is Pepper. Dogs anyway. Yeah, we, we'll get along famously here, George. Yeah, love. Yeah, all, all all my girls have very interesting names. This is uh, Pepper Marie Potts. Oh, I understood that reference. That's great. Uh, and then I also have uh, Iris West Allen uh, and Carol Ann. If and Carol Ann's are not black. nerdy enough, I don't Carol know what Ann. it is. Carol Ann. Yeah, and Carol Ann's our black cat, uh, and she is well. Carol Ann is very extra, so when she gets extra, we call her Carl. <laughs> so that's. That's phenomenal. Love the cat. All right, so here's the here's the biggest thing that happened at ICCCon. Oh my! Barty got some new loot. <gasps> I know, and I was hoping Melissa was going to be here, so I'm only going to show one because oh, which one? She which got one? a she got an armful. Oh really? Yes. All right. Well, D. In the words of our good friend the Grail Knight, you must choose choose wisely. Okay. All right. Hey, it's Star Wars. I'll take it. Well, take it's it. Mandalorian. And I'm like, hey. This is the way. You know, it was funny. So my son, who watches Mandalorian with me, he's five. Aww. He came in and he was like, are those for me? And I had to break his heart and be like, nope, no. they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> they're all mine. <laughs> so I have to show you something else. Okay. So Ivy and I... This is so ridiculous. Ivy and I went to the mall and they had Ivy Roman. 
Yes, who they flew, had flew down from New York to be with us at ICC Con. We 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 got to fill the audience in. They might not know okay. who Ivy is. Okay, well she stayed with me, so we went. I went and showed her the big mall that we have here, mm-hmm. and they had a where you could take a picture and get your picture on like a comic book cover. Oh, cool! It's not cool. Oh, really? You see how I look, right? Oh. Did Tell it? me why I look 70 in this freaking thing. Look at this. Ooh. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Hey, being on a comic book cover is every nerd's dream. So the fact that you got to, to experience that makes me a little bit jello of you. Look, right this now. is the second, good. this is the second picture that we did. Look at this. I'm sorry, I do not look like this. Like, this is not helping me not wanting to age process. I'm like, what the heck? Why do I look 70? Well, as a wise person once said, D, uh, age is just a number. It doesn't matter. This is not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Age is just a simple number. Oh, that's funny. Listen, we're all going to be 25 for the rest of our lives. No one's going to age around here, so it's okay. As long as I don't look like this. Well, sure. Hey, I'm right. 46. So time. Well, see, I don't age. I level up. But I think I, Ryan, yeah. eventually you are going to get to the place that George and I are, mm-hmm. um, where you think everybody is the same age that you are. That's true. Have you experienced this yet, George? You just well, I mean, I kind of, you know, I've got a kind of a wide swath of people that are all different age groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often get mistaken for being younger than I actually am. Uh, but I tell people this is what no kids looks like. Uh, oh, okay. so you know, you know, ch- child free does you this know is what five kids looks like. I got five <laughs> kids. What was that in the background? I miss I misunderstood that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, my my wife and I we chose to have cats, not children, though the hey. cats are our children. To each their own. To each their yeah, own. So, yeah. So you know, but, yeah, but I mean, we have nieces and nephews that I spoil the heck out of. Yes. Uh, yes. So, matter of fact, my sister basically just cloned me, so I didn't have to have a son. That she had it for me, and mm. she cloned herself and her daughter. Uh, so it's awesome. I basically just have a, a I have a fifteen year old me running around. Really, Gata. Yeah, it's great. Gata just posted a comment. Says they say the older we get, the younger we look. That's, That's a lie. Great. I don't know. I don't know, I man. I'm more defined with age. I I am not. I'm twice the age that people mistake me for, and it's like, dude, no, I'm that age. It's like, really? Wait, I'm like, yeah. You're not 15? No, I'm not know, 15. I'm like, I'm Believe like, it or not, I'm actually 34, Johnny. Yeah, no, when I first met you, I thought you were, like, late teens. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know, I have that. I have that youthful look, even though I got a scruffy McGruffin looking beard right now. But don't worry, that'll be gone tomorrow. Morning, oh, you've got the Jamie but... from Progressive beard. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I do. I don't know. I guess. Oh, that was that was kind of cold hearted. <laughs> probably right went there. over my head, but whatever. Oh, I'm in my, my mid thirties here, George. Sue me. It's all good. No, I was just I, that. That was just a kind of burn. I, you know, that was. That was a oh my goodness. Time. Glenn B. Fleming is here, and he says, I'm 67, but I look 66. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Make now, sure you check check out Glenn B. Fleming's stuff on Amazon. He's got a ton of great works up there, man. Yeah, his uh, new Jack Kirby book is phenomenal. Yeah, which I'm, I'm waiting on right now, Glenn. I don't know if I've gotten it yet. I haven't checked the mail this morning, but, but I'm very much looking forward to watching the documentary as well as reading the book. And then I'm going to have you on the show, and I'll give you my five-cent review with you on the show. So if it's good or bad, you're going to hear about it regardless. You said the magic words, Jack Kirby. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. Listen, I don't know much about Jack Kirby. I've heard the name a million times in my life, but I never like read any of his stuff until now, which I'm in the process of doing. Boom. See, this is this is what we're talking about, D. Ryan is a comic book nerd, but novice. he's a new novice nerd. And so he's not familiar with the king of comics. Like well, here's George and I would. Well, I need to brush well, out so I can make fun of him, like he is of me. With the go star. right ahead. You want to make fun of me, D. Barty? You go right on ahead. I wouldn't. Well, here's the thing, I'm Ryan. not that kind of person. So well, here's the thing, Ryan. Kirby's art is so iconic. With you know, when Mar- basically with associated with Marvel, you may have already seen some of his art and not knowing you've actually seen Kirby art. That's a fair point. Yeah. Now speaking of Kirby art, uh, yes. George or Ryan, either of you guys have some new loot to show off this week. Actually, I do. Actually, I do. I do. Well, George, go first. What do you got? Yeah, what do you got? Well, um, I, I uh, showed this off on my show last night, but I want to share it with you guys as well. But uh, I have pre-ordered this and have been waiting 10 long months. But I just really have to ask the question, what is best in life? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I think I understood. I understood that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and then the limitation of the women. Yes. See, there have been several of these uh, Conan the Barbarian Ultimates figures. Sorry, my the laptop light's reflecting off here. Um, but they've released several different ones, these, uh, from the movie. Like, there's the pit fighter. There's the flowing hair, you know, swinging the Atlantean sword on the beach, Conan. Uh, they've released uh, some of the bad guys, like Thulsa Doom. But... Uh, the two I've been waiting on were the Thulsa Doom that has like partially transformed into a snake and Conan in the war paint because Conan the Barbarian was basically the first R-rated film I saw when I was uh, eight years old at a thing called a drive-in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a I huge Conan fan. Yeah, I was a huge Conan fan. Read, you know, grew up with the Robert E. Howard books and the Marvel comics. So when the movie came out, I'm like, yes, please, that. Not knowing what I was going to be getting myself into with a lot of bloodshed, a lot of nudity. So it was quite the array nudity? of visual ex- visual experience. You've got my attention. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I I was not prepared for what this is going to be. Of course, it was 18 levels of awesome. Um, and yeah, so yeah, Conan the Barbarian has always been one of my favorite films, especially as a comic book film. Uh, and so, yeah, I had to get this particular figure that because one of my favorite scenes of the movie. That is epic. Yeah. D- That's great. There's like, there's, there's blood on the sword. There's a little bit of blood on him and everything. So D what is yeah. your favorite Conan movie or Conan moment? It's okay. D you and I are in the same boat. Ryan, what kind of new loot do you got for us? Share away, my brother. I don't yeah. know who that is. Oh, you really? Okay. <laughs> it's it's well, Arnold. Look, it's Arnold. This is what some of us are here for. So before I show off this new loot, I just want to preface this by saying I tried watching the original Schwarzenegger Conan the Barbarian, and I got 30 minutes into it, and I'm sorry, I, I couldn't do it. 
just didn't really do it for me. So I turned it off. But did see the Jason Momoa remake, a reboot of Conan the Barbarian. I thought that, I mean, that wasn't that much better, but at the same time, it was good. I think, you know, it was all right. It was all right. You know, pre-Aquaman, you know, slicing and dicing people through the through the streets of whatever. And, yeah, I haven't yeah, read any of the Conan okay, the Barbarian okay. comics yet. So I guess I have more experience. I've got four words for you, Ryan. Hmm. Brigitte Nielsen, Red Sonia. <laughs> I should probably look that up later. Yes. But because I've heard the name, by the way, just so you know. But anyway, I, this new one that I got. I think you will week. enjoy that immensely. At least I did. Okay. Well, I will have to look into that. Thank you very much for the uh, uh note in the back. Exactly, in the backstage area. So I went to my local comic shop this week. Okay. And they sold these uh, things called back issue bundles, where it's like, you know, sets of issues of comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I normally don't buy these, but I, I figure, what the hey? It's a great complete, value, you know. Mm -hmm. Mini series set, just to be clear. This is four yeah. issues. This is from DC. It's called Sword of the Atom. Ooh! Yeah. Ooh, so what a this is, great run. Yeah, right here from Alternate Worlds in my neck of the woods of, um, where, where was this? This was in Cockeysville, Maryland, where, 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 near where I live. It's about a 15-minute drive from here, just to be clear. And I figured, you know what? This this looks cool. I like swords. I really like swords. And it says Sword of the Atom on I have a little bit of familiarity with the Atom as a character. So I figure. What the hey? It's DC because I'm more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan. No offense. I like both, but I'm more DC than Marvel. Sorry, George. No, but, no problem. But yeah, Sword of the Atom. I figure, what the hey? I got nothing to lose. And it's four that's, issues, too, so I can get through it in like three minutes. Well, no, and, and you're going to love that. That is one of the yeah. seminal defining runs and, and character uh, stories that define who the Atom is. Mm. So you're going to love that. It's, it's great, great. Yeah, by uh, Gil Kane and Jan Stranad, if I'm saying that right. Listen, Gil Kane is one of the greatest writers to ever write a comic book story. You're yeah. in for a great, great time. Bravo, Ryan. Good choice. Yeah, and Ryan, I even think I commented on your uh, post when you initially got that set that, yeah, I always loved when DC would get weird with some of their tentpole characters, like just, just a different take on them, a little, little something different. You know, like when Mike Grell took over Green Arrow and started doing like the Longbow Hunters. That's one to check out, by the way. Oh, um, okay. We want to write that one down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically like you know, the sword of the atom is a little bit of a different change for the Ray Palmer character. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I, I wish they would have done a little bit more with what they did with it. But yeah, but, yeah, very D cool. Yeah, I, I think this is the first comic bundle I ever bought too. Really? First comic yeah. bundle. Nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. D Barty, what is yeah. your favorite Adam story or Again, seriously, story? <laughs> seriously, I'm, I'm leaving. You no, 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 because we've got another segment. What's on the tube? Because Saturday mornings we're about breakfast cereal, digging the prize out of the box, and watching Saturday morning cartoons. And I send an assignment to everyone. And Debartee, did you do the assignment? I didn't get the assignment. Oh my gosh. I sent it twice. I didn't get twice. anything. Wow. Twice. The only thing I got was the preview for the, the thing that I was like, what? Hashtag awkward twice. No, no. Hashtag this happens every Saturday. It this <laughs> needs to be its own segment. No, so what? wait, he, he needs what? to send it to me directly because everybody starts talking on a thread and yeah. I I somehow miss it. I think DMs are more appropriate for certain instances. Well, see, but then are I are you aware I was on the Daredevil message. Netflix show? <laughs> No, you did. Yeah, George was on it too, you know. <laughs> oh, 
you know that, well, we, you know hey, that look, I'll crush your ego too, dude. <laughs> we are talking about in the next few minutes the 1985 classic cartoon Mighty Orbots, and I'm willing to bet <laughs> I wouldn't have watched that anyway. John. Well, that's okay. Um, um, well, but Nathan would have loved this. And I'm willing to bet, Ryan Permission, that you never watched The Mighty Orbots or had heard of it before I gave this assignment. No, I never heard of it. But I did watch the pilot episode that you sent us. Well, some of us got, anyway. Yes. And um, so The uh, Mighty Orbots is about a team of Orbots invented by the blonde-haired guy in the center. What was his name? Ron? Robbie. Ron, Robbie. Robbie. Robbie and yeah. Robbie was kind of this Clark Kent Superman type character in that he was just this kind of nerdy, geeky, mild-mannered robotics guy. But when danger calls, he transformed into a commander of Star Command. He gets um, a makeover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he commands the mighty Orbots, which there are five of them. Um, and... Um, Let's see. I, I forgot to pull up my notes on the uh, characters. I think this is Lort. Tor. Tor. Uh, Lort is uh, the thin one here the in blue. And uh, Crunch is uh, the metal eater. Uh, Lort is uh, kind of a um, shape changer. And then you have the two female robots. And this was unique for this series. And this time you had... Um, uh, what was it? Boo and uh, Boo and Bop was it? Or yeah, Boo and Bop. Yeah, and uh, then their little sister was uh, Ono. Oh no! She's she's here at the end. The little pink. Uh, so you had three female robots, and mm-hmm. this series was created as a response to um, Voltron. And um, some of the other, uh, you know, Japanese imported shows, but mostly uh, Transformers and Voltron. And they would all um, combine to form one giant mighty Orbot. And uh, you guys, I got to tell you, DBRT is just looking at us like we are the weirdest people on the planet that's true but yeah, but accurate. Yeah. this is in my top five favorite saturday morning cartoons of hmm. all time cool wow i watched this show amazing religiously for the entire 13 episodes that mm-hmm. aired I, I could not wait to get up on saturday mornings to watch the orbots and it had two things going against it one it kept getting moved around at time slots on Saturday oh, okay. mornings. So it was mm-hmm. never at the same time. But then they were sued into oblivion Ooh. by the GoBots. Mm. Yep. This the was GoBots? By, yeah. Because There's a lot of go- robots on television, apparently. Well, the, but GoBots, the GoBots are anything like the Mighty Robots. No, they're not. The GoBots, though, had a... a, a uh, byline on their toys that said Mighty Robots, Mighty Adventures. And so they said Mighty Robots and Mighty Gobots or, yeah, 
Orbots, mighty robots and mighty Orbots are too similar and that it would confuse audiences. Even though it says GoBots, mighty robots, mighty Orbots would confuse audiences and they yeah, only kids can't read episodes. And the only the only toys they ever produced actually were only available overseas in Japan. Oh. However, um there was another company that created a character called God Mars DX, which is basically the same mold as the Mighty Orbots toy. And then there's now 3D printed plans for the Mighty Orbots character called Jumbo Robert. But wow, he, so, but, so much for a jumbo coke. We're gonna get jumbo Robert. But here's where it gets really cool. Hasbro released a line of Transformers and Decepticons modeled after the Orbots. Whoa. Yes. So you can actually get the Orbots in Transformer form. Wow. Hashtag. Even though the Tor doesn't look much like Tor, he doesn't have enough red on him. No, he doesn't, but but we know who he is, and we know who the other four are. Yeah, the uh, other four look great. Yeah. Well, the diehard fans know who they are. D-Barty and I are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> well, I, I do like Transformers, though, so I could get behind that. <laughs> well, yeah, see, I, it, I, I uh, like Transformers to a degree. Kind of like you guys. Um, I Strangely enough, I was familiar with the open of the show. As soon mm-hmm. as it started, I'm like, oh, I remember this, but I never watched the show. So I don't know how I knew the intro, but I didn't. I wasn't familiar with the show itself, so it was a new experience for me as well, and I enjoyed it. So, so Ryan, what did you think of Mighty Orbots? Right. So the pilot episode that we were, some of us were subjected to, to watch for this week. So here's the thing: I like the theme song. I like I the like colors the and shot, how they. Use, what was that, D? I feel like that was a shot. <laughs> no, no. I was, at me. At me. That was my poor attempt at being funny, even though it landed pretty flat here on the cutting board. <laughs> but here's the deal. I like the theme song to this show. I like the colors, yeah. the vibrancy of the colors that they use on the characters and whatnot. But other than that, I I, I didn't really care much for this, honestly. Uh, you know, granted, this was long. This is a bit before my time. That's number one. So it's a generational thing. Number two. The lady, the female robots were attracted to these band guys right here, the ones who like play the saxophone and the guitar and all that. And they were talking about, oh, we're gonna go out on dates with them, and you know, oh, they make me so, you know, what? Like they were basically trying to say they make us <laughs> in certain terms without going into PG thirteen or R rated, you know, uh, intimacy terms. They were tap dancing on that landmine. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a kids show, so you can't really say certain words or phrases to alienate the audience. So but we knew what they're like, talking oh. about. Exactly. But you know what I mean here, George? Like they, they yeah. were like crazy for these dudes. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, robots having intimate relations with other robots. Well, I don't that, see how that the, works. That and other deal. robots being jealous of those yeah. robots. But that was a big plot point, right? Was that the, yeah. the, the world that this is taking place in, robots are commonplace. They are, they are, uh, well, I, almost citizens. They, they're like droids in Star Wars. And, and you know, George, you will understand this reference. This show reminded me a lot of DC's Metal Men. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, also, I, I have to ask uh, the evil band uh, in this, do they predate Cold Slither or are they maybe influenced by Cold Slither? I am not familiar with Cold Slither. Ah, well, I get to be the purveyor of pop culture for this one. Cold Slither was the fake band that Cobra, basically it was Zartan and the Dreadnoughts, uh, portrayed in the G.I. Joe cartoon for an episode. And they had a whole look and a song, and they were really cool. Cold Slither was awesome. If they were a real band, I would have totally gone and seen them. Well, they were basically sending, like, you know, subliminal messages, all that kind of jazz, very similar to our bad guys here, you know, controlling people with the music. Well, then G.I. Joe finally comes in and interrupts, and really all they do is like a rock and roll version of their own theme song. So Cold Slither had all this great creativity. They are songwriters. They are original performers. And G.I. Joe just a bunch of rip-off artists, but they still save the day. Well, I am going to dare say that um, Mighty Orbots probably drew influence from that because the show was produced by a guy named Fred Silverman. And mm. if Fred Silverman's name sounds familiar to anyone, D, D, do you know who Fred Silverman was? No. Fred Silverman is the guy who imported Voltron and Battle Chase, uh, Starship, uh, it wasn't Battle Chasers, Star Chasers. Yeah, Star Chasers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and when he, the reason he produced this show was because he was importing Voltron, but Voltron came to the United States in fragmented pieces. And they actually okay. constructed it for U.S. audiences. He also is the guy who brought in uh, Speed Racer and Battle of the Planets, Gotchaman. And so this was his first wholly created um, project specifically for American audiences. Really? But, yeah. Because yeah. this still looks like it was like had a Japanese release and then was repurposed for American audiences. It was it was um, created by um, the animation studio Intermedia Entertainment, mm -hmm. uh, MGA United Artists Television, mm -hmm. but it was directed by um, Osamu mm -hmm. Dezaki. Yeah. Uh, who is a really well-known and well-respected anime director. And uh, uh, so, yeah, um, but it was created by by Silverman and uh, Dezaki uh, with character designs by uh, Akio uh, Sujino. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was on for 15 or for 13 episodes in 1984 and, you know, it was intentionally designed to have that Japanese animation look, but with American stylization. And that's where you got such that just beautiful, sleek, fluid animation in the opening sequence. It wasn't the uh, same kind of frame rate that Japanese animation has that gives John headaches and sends him into epileptic seizures. It reminded me a lot of uh, uh, some of the animation from the Transformers movie. Yes, and yeah. all of that was intentional. More yeah. than meets the eye. Silverman uh, wanted to capitalize on the popularity of the Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Voltron, but create something that was uniquely American. And um, we got Mighty Orbots and then sued into oblivion by Tonka over GoBots. That just doesn't uh -huh. seem right. 
Lisa got itself a proper ending because I read that uh, Mighty Orbots was one of the few shows in history to ever get like a definite series finale. Everything yeah. ended on a cliffhanger. They didn't say, oh, the enemy escaped. We'll be back next week. No, we won't because you got yourself canceled. You're done, son. Your time is but, up. But, that, but you're right. That's extremely unique, especially for an animated show mm -hmm. to have a definitive ending. 13 episodes and it had a beginning, a middle and an end. Thank goodness. Yeah. I'm so much looking forward to not watching this show ever again. Sorry. Right. Not my thing. It's not my it, flavor it was, of the week, pal. Doesn't well, work. Yes, all of the episodes are available on YouTube, but you can get the complete series on DVD and now Blu-ray, um, which uh, is, I, I'm not going to admit whether or not it is or is not in my wish list uh, on Amazon. But um, <laughs> anyway, Orbots. Yeah. D, what did you think about Mighty Orbots? I thought it was, I don't know, I didn't watch it. <laughs> Yay! Guess what, D? You're not missing much. Well, okay, so I'm going to disagree with Ryan. I love the are. show. Um, not so only I'm do gonna I think. I'm going to go ahead and say that I would probably not like it since you mm -hmm. loved it because we seem to not like this. No, that's yep. not true. I love Mandalorian. Yes, it is. No, I love Mandalorian. Um, that's because it's a Star Wars thing. That's right. Uh, Dave Mattingly says, D-Bart <laughs> thinks you're the weird people on the planet. She I needs never to get said out that. More. I said that. Oh, yeah. See, don't, don't put words in. No, mm -mm, I never said that. This is a polite way to say, Dave Mattingly says, the robots are fully functional. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how that, I, I just can't get with that in my brain. So it's like, yeah, I can't watch this. I'm sorry. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Dave coming in clutch, buddy. Hey, yeah. listen, you know, he was on our uh, chat earlier in the week when we celebrated the 10 year anniversary of the, what was it, the Avengers? And he yeah. chimed in at the very end. He said, because he gave us his resume of all the things he's done in his life, whether it's working for this, working for that, and doing this and doing that. And then he says, that's my secret, Ryan. I'm always nerdy. And I'm like, oh, nice use of the Hulk line. I like it. Way to bring Dave it home. Lee really? Is the smartest guy I have ever met. His resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you come to Imaginarium, Mm. Uh, you'll meet uh, Dave Mattingly, uh, mm. and um, I'll be there with him, and, and we have a great time, and uh, love Dave. He's uh, he's a great guy, and um, smartest guy on the planet. We should get together and hang out one day. Mm. For our fans watching. That should happen. I want to ask you guys to continue to post comments on what you think about Mighty Orbots, and... I had every intention on my outline that I did not send you guys of just uh, having a quick, uh, quick 30 second. We'll do this real quick because we're over the hour, but uh, quick 30 second. If you've seen Moon Knight or Doctor Strange 2 or this is your choice, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange 2 or Kenobi trailer, 30 second review of what you thought. Starting with Ryan Permission, your choice. Go. Wow. Uh, let's. Wow. By the way, uh, we call this we call this matinee mini bites. All right, I'm going with only. Be, I haven't seen either uh, any of these three. I'm sorry, I haven't seen these movies. Haven't seen the series. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Moon Knight because it's a character I'm not overly familiar with. I want to learn more about him and his universe and what he's all. About. I know he's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I know that much. But I'm very much see. There's a there's a cereal box reference. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. We've all heard that before, right? D. Barty, let's go, let's go. I've okay, heard going, it. 
I'm going I'm with, with Moon Knight because I got a Marvel Epic Collection Shadows of the Moon uh, paperback in my in my uh, collection that I need to read before I see the show, if I can. So yeah, I'm going with Moon Knight because Doctor Strange looks way too uh, sat, too many rings uh, short of Saturn. And what was the third one? Kenobi trailer? Yeah, Kenobi trailer. Very, very skeptical and very, very cautiously, uh, like very cautiously going in to see that show. Because I'm not completely sold on Kenobi at all. But I'm still gonna watch it when it comes out because I'm very, very skeptical and very cautious. But out of the three, you and you and me that. are together on that, Ryan. Mm-hmm. George, thirty seconds, go. I've seen all three. Uh, I'm gonna cover all three. The Kenobi trailer gave me uh, special tingles. I'm looking real forward to this one. I think it's gonna be a very cerebral sort of uh, show, uh, really delving deep into what he was up to in those years while Luke was growing up. Uh, the Moon Knight uh, finale, I was very pleased with. I'm a longtime Moon Knight fan. Uh, the little stinger scene at the end made the whole series for me. Uh, the Doctor Strange movie, loved, loved, loved. Uh, I am deep, deep, deep Marvel fans. So a lot of the multiversal reference, a lot of the stuff that goes on in there, loved all that. And this is 100% a Sam Raimi movie. So if you are a Sam Raimi fan, go see this. Even if you don't know anything about Doctor Strange, it's a Sam Raimi horror movie and has all the Sam Raimi Easter eggs you want. Epic. Diberti, have you seen any of these three things to comment on? Not even the Kenobi trailer. All right. No, but I saw somebody review it and i thought it was weird the review was weird because i was like i don't understand it but i am excited to see the doctor strange movie because i like the first one so i'm excited that's a good point all right that's all i got and i don't know who moon knight is (laughs) hey i don't know much about him either but i look forward to learning more well moon knight is among my top five favorite marvel characters i am a huge moon knight fan so i went into this series super excited um, I loved the entire series. It did all of the things for me that I wanted it to do. As a fan of the uh, Warren Ellis and Jeff Lemire run on Moon Knight, it hit all of the right uh, touch points while putting its own MCU twist on the mythos. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, loved every minute of it. Doctor Strange, t- I will say this about Moon Knight. For me, it was the best of the MCU Disney Plus shows, the best the best of the MCU shows, Interesting. period. Um, I'm going to call it a masterpiece of character development and character wow. analysis. High praise. Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm going to see it again tomorrow. I felt like it is maybe the top of the middle of the pack of Marvel movies. Um, it was not what I expected. So that's why I need to see it again. I felt like it started with the climax of the story and just it was two hours of the resolution, the climax of the film. Mm. Um, So it was just go, 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 go from beginning to end. Um, I did love certain appearances. One appearance in particular by another top five Marvel character. Um, No spoilers. Um, However... I, I did feel like, and on paper, this movie, I should have loved this movie by the way that I felt about it. I felt like it was a 1990s Marvel Saturday morning cartoon show. Hmm. That's the feeling it had for me. Had I known that going in, I think I would have enjoyed it more. That's why I think now I know what to expect. Sunday, I might have a completely different opinion. 
but I just thought it was okay. I wasn't blown away by it. It was it was decent, uh, but I'm going to see it again. Uh, Kenobi trailer, Ryan, you and I are on the same page. I am not an Obi-Wan Kenobi fan. I've always thought he was the manipulative douchebag of the Star Wars universe. And so a series about it's him, from a certain point of view. Yeah, that's what everybody Yeah, you know, says. everyone gives that excuse. I mean, listen, I'm still a Kenobi fan, but at the same time, it's like, why do we need a Kenobi show? Did anyone ask for that? No. Did anyone ask for a Han Solo movie? No. Did we get him anyway? Yes, because the studios aren't listening to me. Gosh. Well, but the Han Solo movie turned out to be pretty fun. Nah, it was pretty far. good. I liked it I a would lot. Not go that far. But Kenobi, yeah, I, I don't, I don't need to see a story that takes place during the twenty years where he was trying to figure out how he could be even more of a manipulative douchebag. I wouldn't but, go uh, that far. He was just a strange old hermit. That wizard. No, was he was an man. outright liar. I don't think he was a liar. Lied yeah. to a farm boy to a teenage kid to get him to do what he wanted him to do. Look, if you tell a kid who's got all these dreams... She loves this conversation. She loves this. uh, If you tell a farm boy who dreams of greater things and wants to be a hero just like his dad was, oh, your dad wasn't a hero. He's the worst person in the galaxy and killed all my friends and co-workers and little children. He's terrible. Don't be like him. How's that going to work for you? That's a good question. D. Barty, he's talking about Darth Vader. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know who that is. That. But... Believe it or not, I gathered that. Okay. I got that reference. I um, like Kenobi as a character, but I'm just not sold on him as a series. That's all. Yeah, I, I hate him as a character. Wow. I do, okay. We yeah, got some I, haters in the house. Okay. For, for me, uh, Kenobi and C3PO, I, I wish they were just gone from the Star Wars universe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hate you him. hate 3PO? Even though he's the one who taught us oh, that successfully I'm surviving British. an asteroid field oh, is approximately 3,721. Oh, 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 help me, help me. I, I hated him. Um, See, man. I, I, I wouldn't remove 3PO because if you remove 3PO, R2 as the grumpy old dude who is like tired of 3PO's stuff and knows what has to get done, that doesn't make it as much fun. You need the you two know, together. They are kind of the grumpy old men of the Star Wars universe. But I mean, well, they're, they're Oscar and Felix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really are. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So we got to go here. But Dave Mattingly says, John, top of the middle sounds about where I'd put Strange 2. And Comics Cade, Saturday morning comics just jumped in, says, Woo! hi, friends. Happy Saturday. Hi, Cade. Cade. Make sure you go back, Cade, and uh, watch this episode so that you can uh, see our assessment and uh, discussion about see you, buddy. the Mighty Orbots. Go, Mighty Orbots! <laughs> and a cool uh, song. I'll give you that. Make sure, you, uh, make sure you check out Saturday Morning Comics mm-hmm. on YouTube. Comics Cade does a great show. He's, yeah. uh, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We have got to wrap this up because we're over an hour um, every right. week I say we're going to keep it at an hour, but it just flies by. we're having too much fun. We really yeah. are. We are. Yeah, I don't know about Dee. She's probably not having as much fun as we are, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> I could do this all day. I can do this all day. I understood that reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, 3PO was the mayor's major domo from Boba Fett of the Droidverse. That's, that's true. That is correct. Yep, I agree with that. And Dee's like, why? Well, I don't know. What are you what? talking about? I have no idea what you just said. She's like, <laughs> I gotta go. Okay. Um, I assure you that's English. 
these thinking <laughs> I got better things to do with my time than spend an hour with these clowns. <laughs> I mean, she's already done an hour. Um, hey, I want to remind true. everyone that we are part of the Serial Box Network, Woo. which also includes Fanatic Forum and Comic Books, The New Class. Yes. And uh, check that out at SerialBoxNetwork.com. Uh, before we go, I've, I, I've got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Hitchhiker Toys. Come on down to Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee, where we've got toys for all ages. Action figures galore like DC and Marvel characters. We've got Star Wars toys and accessories. And of course, your favorite pro wrestling action figures. Check out our huge selection of Funko Pops along with a selection of graded Pokemon cards, vintage board games and puzzles, Hot Wheels, Matchbox cars. We've got plush toys and a great selection of Barbie and fashion toys. And if you've got some old toys laying around, bring them to us. We buy, sell, and trade, and no collection is too big or too small. Hitchhiker Toys is located conveniently at 141 Edenway Drive, Suite A, in White House, Tennessee, 37188. Turn by the subway, and we're located in the shopping center between White House Nutrition and White House Produce. You can't miss us. Hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6. Sunday, 12 to 5, and closed on Monday. Make sure to visit us at hitchhikertoys.com. We love those guys, and DBRT and I will be there live next Saturday uh, from, from 12 to 3. Come on out and uh, see our live show. I will be doing some live magic. Debertie will be eating a bunch of cereal that she's never tried before. Um, and we are going to have a great, great time at Hitchhiker Toys. So if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, come see us live. We're going to have so much fun. And um, Ryan Permission, tell everyone where they can find you. That is an excellent question, good sir. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. This was fun. Debertie, we're still friends. It's cool. Just because you don't like Star Wars doesn't mean we can't be friends. Okay. So, here, so here's the deal. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. There's a link. There's a, my link trees on there. You can find out more about my show, And I Quote, which is on Saturdays at 12 p.m. EST. I do another show with a great group of friends called This Week in the Schmodown, where we talk about all things going down in the movie trivia Schmodown, the best thing in sports entertainment today that drops during the course of each week. So be sure to check it out. That's linked on my link tree. And comic books, the new class, a new episode will be coming up in a few weeks with Crayley Van Est, one half of Phoenix Sisters Cosplay, hashtag support your friends, and myself, and we are going to have a styling and profiling good time by introducing new readers to the wonderful and magical world of comic books. So stay tuned for that, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Menomina. Wow. George, where can people find you? Follow that. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just got to go low key. Uh, you could follow me at Fanatic Form on Facebook and on the YouTube. Uh, or, you know, just check out Back of the Cereal Box, follow that, and you can find my show uh, Fade on there. And 
We talk about comic books. We talk movies, TV, wrestling, all kinds of geeky, nerdy stuff that just happens to come across. So it's a good time. And D. Barty, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, dbartyphoto.com, dbartyphoto on Instagram, dbartyphoto on Facebook. And wow, you've got the whole branding thing going there. Little Bravo. bit. <laughs> and you can find me at johnpica.com and connect to me at all the places and all the things. And guys, we are going to sign off with uh, recognizing one of our partners, Comic Books for Kids. So everyone on the show, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for watching. And until the next time, we love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. See you guys. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org.